Megan, have you been drinking all day? Uh, since 10.30. Woo! <laughs> She's ready for this. Never been more prepared. <laughs> I know. Since 10.30. The Witch Finger you know podcast fucking mini-sode two. That's right. Uh. Our wildness shall never be tamed. No. What? Our wildness shall never be oh. tamed. That's true. You're wild. We started drinking at 10.30. Well, I know, but you know what? I'm actually only on my first bottle of Prosecco still. Like, I've okay. just been milking this bottle all day. You yeah. Know what I oh, mean? but it's so good. I'm having, like, right? the mimosa. I don't need to be, like, fucking... chugging, you know, Prosecco at 10.30. You sip that. You enjoy that shit. Mm-hmm. All okay, fun. I'm not, like, a huge, like, uh, aficionado of those kinds of alcohols, but what is that again? Is that champagne? It's like a knockoff. It's like sparkling white wine. Ish, but I'm pretty sure it's Italian rather than French because champagne is. technically is it's French and then Prosecco. Yeah, it, but I think Prosecco is a little sweeter. I find it, it sweeter. Yeah. I prefer it, to be honest, but like... Yeah. Well, so I mean, not, I think that's what it's supposed to be in a mimosa too, right? Is Prosecco rather than yeah, champagne? Prosecco, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm I... I did know that mimosa was that and orange juice, right? Yeah, no. but I, I mix it with orange and pineapple. Yeah. Oh, oh that's girl, are you juicing your own fucking pineapples too? Bitch, yeah. Mimosas always just remind me of that the Saturday Night Live uh, clip with um, Adam Baldwin and Adam Sandler as Canteen Boy. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you mean Alec Baldwin? Oh, sorry. Did I say Adam? Yeah. Like the one that no one cares about. Who <laughs> is an Adam Baldwin? I don't think there is an Adam Baldwin. I don't is think there? there's an Adam Baldwin. Yes, no. There there's Billy. There's Bobby. There's Bert. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Bert? I want to say Bert. Like, no. 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 Um, oh, Steven. There's Steven. Okay. Maybe, maybe there is an Adam Baldwin. Please look. Now I need to know. Now I'm. Now you're. You're fucking messing up my brain because now I think Adam Baldwin is a real person. But billions and billions of Baldwin. Okay. I'm. I'm gonna look it up because I swear to God, Adam Baldwin what? is a real person. Because I want to say he was in Buffy. And but is, he's not related okay. to like okay. those Baldwin. So. <laughs> That's what I would have to imagine. Yeah. <laughs> So yes, Adam Baldwin is a real person, but he's not a Baldwin. <laughs> How much okay, would that okay. start to be in Hollywood? And when they see the name, they're like, are you really? And you have to drop that like, yeah. you're in that position where you're like, do I lie? And yeah. try and come off as like a... <laughs> right? Be like, oh yeah, he's my great uncle three times removed. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know me, he doesn't know about me. I'm yeah. secret. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Well, mm. cheers, everyone. So, yeah, uh, cheers. Um... Sunday afternoon. Welcome yeah, Minisode 2. Minisode episode 2. Um, right, so, yeah, we really enjoyed doing this the first time, and a lot of people responded with, um, obviously... Positivity. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for watching and listening to the first one. So a lot of people were like, do more of these. So we're like, okay. Why not? <laughs> Everybody's like kind of, you know, stuck at home. People want to consume more media, you know, yeah. albums and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. Megan, of the three of us, you're the only one that's working. So good for you. We're very happy. And you know what? I'm just going to open with this fucking shit. I also, like, my list of, um, like, my contribution for this episode is mainly disappointments for myself. And so oh, it's no. like... <laughs> I have one disappointment, like, too. Oh, really? You know oh. Like, 
on the weekends, like we always order takeout every Friday and we're like, and we settle down for like this like epic movie night. And it's just like one after another, after another, we're just like unsatisfied at the end of every Friday. No, really? Because we've been trying to explore into like the, um, like the new out, al- the new albums, the new movies that are out. Yeah, okay. Right. So anyways, we're like getting into the new movies and like one after another have just been total misses for me. And then I get like inboxes, inboxes, do we still call them that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. <laughs> get an inbox. Ding. Like, from people being like, you know, did you or did you not like it? And then I'm like, eh, I'm kind of disappointed. And then I get the like, like what? Like, yeah. you know, like the really? summer people, like what? Like you can't, you don't love this new movie. It's groundbreaking. Like, eh. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of like the same as you, Megan, though. I have very high standards for um, new movies. And um, most of the time, not most of the time, like I don't want to sound like a bitch, but like, yeah like maybe 80% of the time I'm disappointed, but then um, every once in a while, like a new movie like does blow my mind, but that's why I don't watch a lot of new stuff. Like I don't, I don't want to be disappointed. Like I have to set myself up to be in that mood to be disappointed. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Like, oh yeah, we're going to watch that new Hellraiser movie. Uh, I'm prepared to be disappointed. That, well, that we, kind of thing. Get, we like before pandemic, we prepared ourselves for that dancing movie. Uh. <laughs> oh my god that came out of your mouth that movie was so fucking weird oh, and just like did he star in it or was it about him no he just no. directed and wrote it um but it's an oh. anthology right mm. yeah and so i remember the remember the spider one so like there's like a couple of different um uh, segments. The two that stick out for me were the one with the spider, where the spider like becomes like a human spider and like man, spider. kill people for you, spider. Not Spider Man, Man Spider. Yes, Man Spider. <laughs> like a higher, uh, like a higher to kill spider, like a four higher. Kinda, yeah. Like I mean, it's like okay, so he's a spider, like a real spider, like a tiny little guy, and it's like oh, spider crawling, a uh, very poorly done '90s CGI spider on like a rose, and then it's like this girl has all this bad stuff happen to her and then the spider's like oh in love with her or something i guess and it's like i'm gonna take revenge for you remember it to that extent oh yeah i don't know i I haven't actually like this is the first sips of alcohol that i'm having right now are the first sips today so i'm still with it um and then the (laughs) other one was the elizabeth bathory type girl where she was like uh I yeah, need to yeah. for blood and um our friend his boobs are in there and yeah my friend our friend Kansas is in that one and Carolyn Williams from Texas Chainsaw Part 2 right but there's so many scenes that we had to like fast forward because nothing was going on oh oh now I remember the segment in the middle was the strip bar one and it was just oh, the yeah. most mundane I shit don't remember ever. much about that one because we fast forward and most of yeah it. We were like, wow, this is an awfully long time to just be in a strip bar with nothing happening. Yeah. What are the redeeming factors? Pardon Mm -hmm. me? Well, you can say that, I guess, that dance, because Danzig did it, that's redeeming, but, like, that's about it. However- Were there, like, titties or dick or anything? 
There was like some nice tits in it, yeah. Oh, but yeah, like tons of tits in it. It's yeah, like tons of tits. Uh, yeah, uh, of course. It's like a Danzig music video come to life. I know. Like, I was in a full say, like um, Danzig's seventh album is like that cover with him with the vinyl gloves like over like the girl's mouth and her yeah and yeah. That's this movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am excited to watch his follow-up movie because uh, not only is um, my friend Kansas in it, um, fucking that's the one that Julian Sands is in. Right, because we thought Julian Sands was going to be in this one, and we were yeah, fucking and we were like, pumped to do it. Yeah, and, and then, then we, we didn't were like, show up, and I had to like message Kansas and be like, "Where is Julian Sands?" And I was like, "How is Danzig okay? How is he?" Is Danzig okay? Yeah, like I actually, after watching Veronica, I asked if Danzig was okay. <laughs> How are his feet? What's wrong with his feet? <laughs> what? <laughs> I kind of love um, how like sometimes with this like whole like online Zoom thing, uh, our voices interpret like different things. <laughs> yeah. And it makes for hilarity. So, Megan, tell us about one of your disappointments. <laughs> yeah, I'm really curious to hear. Yeah. So, I've had a couple conversations with people who, whom I know will be watching this video. And, like, I don't want to be that person because the last time I kind of complained a bit as well, except for Brightburn, I felt like I was a little bit let down by a few things. But we watched uh, Gretel and Hansel um, Oh yeah. Why did they change reverse the title, like the names? Because it is about Gretel more than Hansel, and mm. I think they might have wanted to make that right. okay known. And and so they. My other thing with like giving reviews is I don't want to give any spoilers, and so and so I'm just gonna say that um, I thought about it for a while. Um, it's not scary. A, it's not scary. Okay. And when we, you know, the previews really make it seem like this, like doomy, really dark. Yeah. Um, what do you call that? Like fingers down your spine, kind mm, of like yeah, like waiting for this moment of like that, like in you know, in in the witch where it's like you know, like when her she kills her own dad, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, like, that feeling of, like, in your tummy where you're, like, there it is. Like, there's that moment of, like, this is a fucked up movie, you know? Mm -hmm. That never happened in this movie. And the one spoiler I am going to say is you there are no on-screen deaths. Not that that makes a scary movie, but I wanted to see a kid get killed and eaten. Yeah, I of course. Yeah. Because that yeah. that's, like, the whole... A part of that fairy tale yeah. about that, you know, folklore. It's all about the fucking witch eating kids and putting them in the oven, right? Yeah. Right. And so I'm not. I'm not going to get too too much further into it because I could talk about this forever. I'm just going to say, it's not a scary movie. It is not an adult horror movie. Um, I talked with our friend um, Benny Graves. Um, some of our followers might also be Instagram friends um, with him as well. And you know, he had said it's a great movie as an introduction to horror for for adolescents. Okay, like pre, so it's a preteen horror then. That's not what I signed up for. Yeah. And that's where I'm complaining. Yes, mm -hmm. it's great if you're such and such age and looking for such and such sort of film. Yeah. I was not looking for that movie. So I was right. like, wah, wah. Well, mm. that sucks. You know, and there's that, I feel like these movies are being made, you know, and I come back to Midsummer, and I know there were others where these directors are like, you know, it'd be fucked up if we filmed a mushroom trip. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, this yeah. A common thing lately. Yeah. And so there's a mushroom trip in this movie and it's like, yes, it works because they're in the woods. I get it. But like, I'm so sick of seeing kids on mushrooms in movies. <laughs> you just basically <laughs> described a color out of space. 
in my opinion. Um, and I'm with you, Megan, like when it comes to like people who are, you know, like, uh, so excited and hyping like this, like new movie and, um, I will give anything the benefit of the doubt. And I love Richard Stanley. Like I think hardware is a masterpiece. And obviously I love Nick Cage, but after I watched uh, Color Out of Space, that's exactly what it was. It was basically like super psychedelic looking in some scenes. But my problem with this like new era of like avant-garde kind of movies, like Uh, Midsummer and like the lighthouse and all this stuff like they could be praised for their artistic skills but if I'm watching a movie where the characters are not having like real um, human reactions right I can't relate to the characters and it makes me angry and that's how I felt when I watched Midsummer because I'm like in my opinion, it's just if I was in that situation, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like freaking out, like having emotion reaction, like uh, like emotional reactions that normal human beings would have in that situation. So like when I see that happening, like in a movie, I just get like frustrated and angry. And that's how I felt in Color Out of Space. Like it's just like the characters are so um, like bland, but like purposefully uh, for art, I guess. Mm. And it's just like, it took away from a good script. And like, isn't that a Lovecraft story? Yeah, right. And it just, it wasn't, it didn't transcend a very good, like, narrative. And that's how I felt when I watched it. And I was like, mm, I feel like Richard Stanley, like, this is like your big comeback after 20 years. And this is what you make um well maybe you never know what kind of like what kind of shit happened though like it he could have had some wild ideas that like maybe whoever was funding it or producers were like yeah maybe you never know that movie yeah well that sucks but you didn't like the lighthouse huh because see i liked it i haven't seen it yet oh but megan megan didn't like it yeah i and again i was expecting i was expecting more i was expecting to feel like like tension or fear or like, um ooh, or um claustrophobia right? and yeah I didn't any of that well, I felt like I was just like really sick of seeing Robert Pattinson jack off all the time and that's <laughs> fine as hell okay so like <laughs> I just by by a certain point I'm like I'm over seeing this like black and white quick lighting yeah shot him beating off yeah I mean he beats off a couple times it's like whatever it's just but- I that to me was like where it, the, the art, the artist director or like the vision, this like artsy fartsy vision gets out of, it didn't need to be. It was like, you know, it'd be really artsy if we had him fucking whacking off a bunch. Yeah. You know what and I read actually was, too is like, like that apparently it, the, the like phallic imagery, like they actually cut a bunch of shit out. Like, oh, so there was more whacking off? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, not even so much, but like, so I guess that the lighthouse is, is a symbol, symbol for, you know, a dick, basically. It's okay. A phallic, it's like a phallic energy. It's like an, eth- it's like every person who has a lighthouse tattoo, like you've got a dick tattooed on <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, know? exactly. But, but that's, I guess that's kind of what they're going for or what he was going for. There's a lot of like homoeroticism <laughs> in there too. have lighthouse tattoos on their arms. Oh. <laughs> it's a fucking dick, man. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, so like they're like, and I don't know, because you saw it, Megan. I, I don't want to spoilers or whatever, but like, like at the end, it's kind of like that too, where it's like, yeah, I have to be in the mood for like something super artsy, and mm. like I love David Lynch, and 
some movies I watch, even of his, I'm just like, I can't sit through this like crying alien baby for 20 minutes. So no thanks. Yeah. I mean, I liked it. I thought it was manic and a little bit crazy. And uh, Willem Dafoe probably should have won more awards for some of that stuff. Like the monologues that he was, he did. Well, I was was crazy in it. I'm not, I'm not trying to take anything away from the performances because the performances from both of them, I Mm -hmm. think from both of them, just like, they played off each other really, really well. Mm-hmm. It, again, it just like at the end of it, I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it does kind of leave you with like a, well, what, what is that? But at the same time though, it's also kind of like how the witch, like there was not like a, a huge crescendo uh, in, in that movie at the end. It was kind of like, whoa, like, oh, okay. So that's all it was. And then that's I it. Think- I think the difference is at the end of the witch, there's that at this point, spoilers be fucked because the witch yeah. has been out for years. So, yeah. but yeah. at the end, there's you know all those beautiful naked women floating yeah. up in the sky, and I thought that to me was like, oh, like that's her destiny. That yeah, thing. you know, what I mean? whereas and they're real and it's real. It wasn't just like a, a figment of, of her imagination, right? Or anything like that. Yeah, right. And yeah. maybe I, just, you know, and maybe I just am one of those people who needs. I don't need a, a bow tie ending. That's yeah. not my my mm-hmm. point. I don't need everything explained to me because I'm not that. You know, it doesn't need to be a formula for me to enjoy mm-hmm. it. You just need. But I might just. Mm-hmm. I just. I don't know. I think. I think the the lighting and stuff like that. Some people who are art students or art forward really appreciate that. Yeah, the I'm technical aspect. Yeah. of movies. I don't make them, so I'm like right. confused by mm-hmm. it and kind of upset. Yeah. <laughs> upset. Yeah. Well, I guess at the end, though, it, it does kind of, in a way, like the witch. Kind of, it's sort of like the well. Oh well, it was real in the end kind of thing so it is kind of the same like that same formula with like you know obviously a a different plot or whatever but it is like a similar like because throughout the movie again it's like oh are they crazy you know what's really happening you know this guy's beaten off to the lighthouse and whatever you know why is it so enticing and have all this weird sexual energy and then it's kind of like oh well there's no and i'll tell the general public that don't get your hopes up for a fucking kraken that's funny (laughs) You know what I just realized about um, this conversation? This, uh, these two directors, the guy who did The Witch and Lighthouse and the guy who did Hereditary and Midsummer, I feel like they gained such respect from their first projects, like from mm. their first movies, that the pressure was on. And I think they just uh, did well, it for their second movies. Like, because... When you look at both of those directors, the first movies were better and the second ones are disappointing. So it's just like maybe maybe they were just really stressed out and they had to like live up to the hype or something. It, it is kind of hard to do. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, yeah. the same sort of idea is in, in music as well. They call it the sophomore slump because yeah. te- technically... Uh, an artist or, um, you know, a director or writer has uh, for their first movie their entire life to think about it to formulate right. the ideas and then after that they've got a year or two and the pressure's on and it's like mm-hmm. a lot of times uh the ideas for first movies and, and even like albums and stuff like that like have been gone over and over and over for years if not decades sometimes right so it right. is it is a, a more difficult thing to sort of jump into because the expectation is there but you have like a lot less time you might have more resources but that doesn't mean that you know the idea 
you know, like you hear about lots of directors and people like that they wrote this movie when they were, you know, 15 and they've been thinking about it for, you know, the next 20 years kind of thing. Yeah. They finally mm-hmm. got it made and it was amazing or whatever. There's probably more fingers in the pot too at that point mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah. And because people make money and then there's more at stake, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and then that leaves you with less control too. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Well, does it, does have... it look like I'm not wearing any pants right now? Yeah, <laughs> you're you're so ghostly and yeah spooky. i'm just hanging out in the graveyard stuff, man uh well what have you been watching more god oh my god i i've actually been watching a lot of stuff i've been trying to like rip through movies i haven't seen or just like movies i've heard a lot about for like a while um i have uh, let's see, what should I talk about? Well, I'll list a few off and you guys can tell me what you think. Uh, okay. so, uh, the believers, uh, with Martin Sheen, I watched like a while ago, but it had a tie in with a book that I was reading about some, uh, Mexican cult killings. So apparently the people in this cult that like, uh, were like a kind of a really, really extreme version of Santeria, um, Paolo Mayombe or whatever like they literally were like kidnapping people and like hacking their brains out and putting them in this cauldron and like worshiping it for like to help uh cartels and stuff and apparently they made people who were new recruits watch this movie The Believers which is about like voodoo and Santeria and shit like that uh so that's one movie I watched uh, let's see what else uh I watched The Slayer that um about how they made the cult members like made the Sorry, the cult leaders made the members like watch, watch that, that movie. movie. Yeah, that's Be- what uh, Joe Bob was talking about. Fuck, what movie was it that he showed last week? Hmm. Like Jeffrey Dahmer. Apparently, it was like his favorite movie. Really, Exorcist Three. Oh, uh, well, that's fun. One? The Exorcist Three. Oh, so Jeffrey Dahmer was so obsessed with that movie that he ma- he made all of his like victims watch it before. Oh, he that's fucked up. Yeah, so that's, that's very interesting. That. Yeah, that's it is kind of, it is. It's very that's interesting. A, he had a lot of passion for that movie then. Yeah. Like, like the only one. You're about to take someone's life and the one thing you want to make sure that they experience before they go is that movie. Yeah. Mm. Like, that's fucked. And yeah. I'd actually never seen that entire movie until that night. And then I, it just made me, it just honestly reinforces like his insanity because that movie right. made no fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> sense. Yeah. Continue, continue. But Morgan. he loved it. Um, I watched The Slayer, uh, which I thought was actually really well done. It's an, it's like, I was expecting more of a, a little bit of a, like a cheesy kind of movie, but it was actually very, no, like, I know. No, I it, that it's movie. in that same like Amityville horror type, like, like late seventies kind of feel to it. It's so spooky. Um, I love that movie mm. so much and it gets so much hate. Really? Oh, well, just because the monster is not in it a lot or something? Yeah, because like it's, everybody knows it from that spooky like monster face and it gets a lot of hate because you only see the monster for like 30 seconds at the very end of the movie. But like just scratch that part out of your brain and just appreciate the whole movie like for- Oh yeah, like, and you know what? I 100% did. I thought there was a lot of, there was a lot of, like, because it is a horror movie. There's blood and there's gore, but it's, I think it's really tastefully done and it's, it just, uh, it had like a really, a really eerie vibe to it. And I, agree. Um, it's I really, really, really liked it. Actually, is Megan, it you, you would really like it. A- um, it's not really a creature feature. I would say it's more a psychological 
like, yeah, psychological, but also like it, it's almost like a uh, like a poltergeist ish type movie. It's more <laughs> like you know uh, this. Uh, she's like a an artist and she's been having these dreams about these places and her and her husband and another couple go, uh, to this, like, uh, I guess East coast Island for some vacation time where there's literally like one cottage on this entire Island. And then she starts seeing the things that she's dreamt about. Uh, okay. And so she's kind of like, well, you know, I'm supposed to be here. And so it's like, there's, uh, it's kind of like haunting in a way. There's a lot of, Um, and like, so it's not really like a slasher or anything like that. There is some like gore and stuff in it. And there is some creature-ish type things going on as well. But I would say it's more of like a, like a haunting, spooky, like psychological, but also like psychic-ish kind of vibe to it. Yeah. And it's, it's really well done. So I say that, that one was really good too. I love that movie. Fuck yeah. I got, I got so many. I got lists. Lists, yeah. Time Walker. Has anybody seen that shit with an alien mummy? Yeah, Yo, that mummy. movie was fucking great. <laughs> yeah, I don't really remember that it. shit. I was awesome years ago, but I all loved I it. It was like the like a mummy. The mummy. Ah, the mummy. Did it walk like this through space? Mm, no, no. It was I like it, did. it was an alien that got embalmed uh, in ancient Egypt, and then they like it's in Tut's tomb. Apparently, oh, they just missed it, you know, a hundred years ago. Oh, oh so it's it's an alien mummy on Earth, yeah. not an mummy on no. a spaceship. No, no. Okay, I was picturing like space totally like alien. Monster Squad. In yeah, space. yeah. <laughs> That would be fucking awesome. Fucking cool. Fuck yeah. Um, I watched Drive-In Massacre, uh, which was fun. And there, it's like about uh somebody with a fucking sword killing people at a (laughs) drive-in. Like it's like they stick their head out the window to like tune in, and their head gets chopped off. It's fucking hilarious. (laughs) And George Buck Flowers is in it, and he's got a sword too. Does he play a bum? Uh, no, he plays a crazy person. He's real. Actually, he was part of the cast and he, I think he produced and, uh, had something to do with the writing of the movie too. Like, so he was part of, yeah, he was part of it. And I think it's 75. So he's pretty young. There Um, should be a documentary about George Buck Flowers. I know. Right. Like kind of how, uh, Dick Miller or whatever. Hmm? Did he pass away recently? Ooh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he did. George Buckflower. And one more movie, one more movie I'm gonna I wanna mention because I know you guys will have lots to say about it, but this was the first time I watched it. But last night I watched The Wishmaster 2. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Your wishes. What other movie could you think of where a person fucks themselves? That was what? incredible. That was amazing. Oh, Yasmina, I remember you telling me, you're like, yeah, I really like the part where that guy fucks himself. And I was like, okay, waiting for that part. But like, I'm surprised. I thought when that guy, um, like he wanted to go right through the bars. And so he like kind of his body just like smushes so cool. like, through the nail bars. It was like, so good. I know. He pop out of his skin and like pour onto the ground. Yeah. I know. Like every like, bone crushing as he's like smushing yeah. through. Oh my God. I yeah. love the Wishmaster movies. Like one day we have to do one or both of them like for the podcast. Yeah. Like, that first movie, I remember the first time I watched it, and the first 10 minutes is mind-blowing, just amazing, straight-up 
horror. Mm -hmm. Gore, deaths, like skeletons, like emerging from their fucking <laughs> yeah. And yeah, how he does that. Yeah, and there's a so similar good. scene and in the second one too. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. fucking Kane Hodder and like Ted Ramy. Mm -hmm. And the second one, like the story isn't as good as the first one. Yeah. The girl, like the main girl in the second one kind of annoys me. Yeah. But, no. but, but the jail, like the two kills in the jail are so redeeming. Like yeah. they make they make that movie. Like that guy, uh, what's his name? Andrew Divoff or whatever. Yeah. Um, he was supposed to be at a con that we did last year, Frightmare really? in the Falls, and he canceled, and I was so bummed out. I was like, fuck! He's very creepy. Like, the way that he, like, he, like, delivers his line and just goes, like, yeah, I guarantee that. there and freezes. You know when you watch something and you can tell if somebody has, like, a theater background? Like, yeah. Films? Like, I guarantee that guy fucking did theater. Like, he looks like, I feel like he's so creepy because he looks like he has too many teeth in his mouth. Yeah, he's got like, like a really wide smile. Fucking the cell. Do you guys remember Vincent D'Onofrio in the cell? Mm -hmm. and he had all yes, those little tiny teeth. Yes, <laughs> it's like little stud teeth. Yeah, little dolphin teeth. Yeah. yeah so Dave, we uh, we so I bought like the the set of four Wishmaster or mm. whatever, and uh, we were warned that like after two they get really bad, and we're like, oh. fuck it, like we're in the moment, we're feeling this like mm -hmm. movie fucking experience we put it on we literally made it like i don't know the credits and it just had that vibe that like 90s mm. like late 90s vibe where we just uh -huh. didn't make it past the credits it just no. went for the third one there's four of them isn't there what yeah. i totally yeah. forgot and you know what no i don't sorry i thought i had the third one but i don't i totally forgot that there was more than two four Okay, you'll have to lend me that box. You know what? Though? He's not in. He's not in the last two. Oh, past him. and so that. it's like, why am I gonna sit through two hours of like a character who I don't fucking relate to anymore? Some new. That's like um. That's like it's bad when they do that. That's like Warlock Three, like yeah. the, the one that doesn't have Julian Sands in mm. it. But it's so bad that you have to watch it because Ashley Lawrence from Hellraiser is in it, and all I remember is just like a bunch of uh, '90s scenes in this abandoned place on a campus. Is that person related to Joey Lawrence? No. Well, well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta look it up. Oh, man, there's fucking Lawrences and Baldwins out there. I know, Girl, I know. Everybody, <laughs> who knows? Crazy. Just wild. But yeah, you know what? I really like the second Wishmaster. I don't, I, I'll watch the third one and the fourth one, but I just don't know if, I know that I'm probably not going to like them. Yeah, probably. Well, I recently watched for the first time in its entirety, like from beginning to end, The Dead Pit. And- mm. Oh, that's a cool so poster. I, what's that, Megan? That's a cool poster. Yes, so like- Yeah, the cover's VHS, right. The really yeah. rare one is the one where the eyes light up. Mm. That would be amazing to own that. But I had only seen like, I think, I think we watched it in high school, Morgan. But yeah, actually, you know like, what, and like, I. Uh, side note, I had a copy and I gave it away. Yeah. And uh, mine was so the light up eyes one. Definitely, too. like when our parents lived on the same street in high school, mm -hmm. like I know we watched it one yes. night. Like I know we did, but I don't <laughs> remember like anything about it because we were fucking like 17 and probably high and drunk. And <laughs> I. <laughs> Well, I tried to watch it like one night at a friend's house, but we weren't paying attention. And all I remember was like, 
it takes place in a mental institution. And I was like, where are the zombies? Because I felt like it was marketed as, as a zombie movie, but it's totally not. And I finally watched it. And I really, really enjoyed that story. It's like one of those like movies where there's two side stories and you're like waiting for the realization of when they make sense together. And that as well as the, uh, the actual pit when the fog is like coming out of the hole and then like all those like undead like old patients like are crawling out of it and it's just like cool fucking blue and green lighting oh nice it has such a great ambiance and like i fell in love with it and i actually had no idea that the whole plot revolved around like that doctor that was experimenting on dead bodies and then the other doctor like shoots him like in the head at the beginning of the movie and then it cuts to like 10 years later and then there's like this woman who's in a mental institution and she lost her memory and claims that a doctor a crazy doctor stole her memories and then so you're just like wondering like well what does this have to do with the other guy and then when it comes together you're just like oh okay that's cool so it's not like a gory zombie movie it's more of like a really good zombie story Mm. sweet i i really enjoyed it like i i can't believe it took me like 20 years (laughs) to to realize that i like this movie That's a good, it's a good one though. That copy that I actually had was probably the one that we rented because it was from Ambassador Video. Yeah, I you're right. It. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I oh, you know what? I do have a like a thumbs up. Oh, I good. can't remember one or two. Remind me if I if I talked about this. I have no fucking uh, long term memory anymore. Did I ever talk to you guys about Mayhem when I watched Mayhem? I don't know what so. that. No. So Mayhem is the um, Joel Lynch. Joel Lynch, Joe Lynch. Oh, like Adam Green's Joe yes. Lynch? Yes, Joel Lynch, yeah. Okay. So he he made that movie and it won a ton of awards. I'm sure when you see the cover, so the guy who stars in it is one of the stars from the show Heroes. Okay. Um, I believe, and it's either Heroes or Lost. No, it's Heroes, it's Heroes. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's like a virus that gets, um, that's in society, but they're, they're trying to um, contain it. And oh, so it's like, right? Yeah, I've never heard of this. <laughs> oh, was this yes, you have. You 2017? Have. Yeah. Oh, it's got, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Steven Yoon from Walking Dead. Walking Dead, that's the show he's from. He was in yeah. Heroes, I thought. Maybe not. But it's also got that rad chick from um, Ready or Not, and she, the babysitter, she's like in everything right now. I still haven't seen Ready or Not. No. Yeah! Anyways. Mayhem is disgusting. It's so gory and it gives you that like punch of satisfaction that you need because it's like some guy getting back at like his boss's boss's boss who's like awesome. micromanaging him and like treating cool. the little guys in their cubicles like shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it also plays out like a video game because in order to, um, cause they have an excuse to be as violent as they want because that's what the virus does to you. So it's not okay. your fault. Right. Right. So he knows he's been infected. So he's like, I only have X amount of time to get to my boss to kill my boss before the virus wears off. And then I'm, I don't have that excuse anymore. Oh, so, then it's murder. That's cool. Yeah. So it's him going from floor to floor of this like giant corporate building. Right. But the floors play like Nintendo levels. Oh, oh that's cool. It reminds me of uh, the raid. Cool. 
do you guys remember that? Like, um, I think it was, uh, I'm not sure if it was Chinese or from Taiwan. I can't remember. But there's what movie? The Raid. And oh, the it's basically what the new Dread kind of like ripped off, the Judge Dread movie. Mm-hmm. Like, so they're in this like building and like every level of the building, they have to like fight the oppo- opponents and then like- Right, yeah. Level. Oh, that's cool. I love Joe Lynch. Like Joe Lynch and Adam Green, those two, they've got like, chemistry that like- resonates such pure joy like when you're watching Holliston like it's just like oh they're just so endearing it's adorable I've got to check that shit out it sounds fucking awesome mayhem mayhem (laughs) (laughs) roadhouse fuck yeah so anyways that was my that was my going because I think you were talking about zombies and it reminded me of um train to boost sand yeah I saw you seen that which was amazing. And then I thought, you know what? I've already talked about that one. But that, because speaking of zombie movies, that it, it's super, super long, but it's like, Morgan, have you seen it? No, but you know what? I remember, because it came out like, what, like two, three years ago? Years ago, I yeah. remember the hype and was like, I need to watch it. And it's on like all kinds of platforms. And every yeah. time I go buy it, I'm like, fuck, I need to watch that movie. But it is long, Find your mo- so I'm like, I need to like invest the time. Yeah, pick your moment. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really good. It's like one of those zombie movies where after it, you're like, oh, my heart, you know? Yeah. I have a zombie movie to talk about in a roundabout way without talking about it. Um, okay, so seriously, I texted you guys, like, in the group chat, like, oh. after I watched this movie mm-hmm. on Joe Bob. And yeah, right. uh, a couple mm-hmm. weeks before that, my brother told me to watch this movie, One Cut of the Dead. And he was like, don't research anything about it. Just watch it and stick with it. And I was just like, okay. And he was like, seriously, this movie will blow your mind. Just don't research anything about it. It's one of those things that you just definitely don't want spoilers. And I was like, okay. And then one night... I was watching Joe Bob and it was the second movie on. Mm-hmm. And usually I can't stay awake for the second movie because here in Ontario, Joe Bob starts at nine and um, I'm usually like the first movie. And Past our bedtime. It is, yeah. <laughs> so the first movie plays and then I, and then I usually, I stay up to see what the second movie is and then mm-hmm. I go to bed. But then I, when he said that they were showing One Cut of the Dead, I was like, oh, this is the movie that my brother told me to watch. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, try to stay awake and then after I I just my like cognitive brain was like stimulated that I was like awake during the whole thing and I couldn't believe how good this movie is and the reason why I can't really tell you guys anything about it is like because of the fact that it's so good that if you spoil it, it will ruin the whole fucking thing. So I can't really say anything about it. However, I will say this, that uh, whatever the plot on IMDb tells you is a very small fraction of what the movie is really about. Mm -hmm. So I I looked it up. I was like... Yeah, so like anyone can just read... (laughs) the plot on IMDb. And so I'm not spoiling anything by saying this, but it's like a zombie movie where there's like this director who's making, filming a zombie movie and in reality, real zombies attack them. So that's what IMDb tells you, but I'm telling you guys, like that's not really what the movie is about. And 
you're going to feel awkward and confused um, at the beginning, but trust me, fucking stick with it. Because like the wraparound that happens at the end of the movie will blow your mind. Awesome. I'm, like, I'm very intrigued. It's, uh, so it's Japanese mm-hmm. and it came out a couple years ago and it screened once at Cannes mm-hmm. and it got like a standing ovation and really? then wow. it started circulating and then other film festivals started getting it and showing it and what's happening now especially since like it was on Joe Bob mm-hmm. more and more people are watching it that it's gained so much attention in North America that they're already like green lighting like a Hollywood version oh uh, well like, see that bums me out a bit because people That's, don't yeah. titles but yeah. just like bef- like oh my god you guys like seriously you need to watch this movie because what makes it so amazing and brilliant is the writing like the writing is genius i guarantee you it will be like a movie that you have never seen in your life awesome well that is that is an endorsement where did you um find it to watch it though uh well i watched it on shutter on joe bob so after i'm pretty sure like the episodes stay on Shutter. Yeah, yeah, they will after. So if you have Shutter, I think you could probably watch it. It'll be he'll yeah. be intercut. Like I was gonna say, if you don't want to watch it. it on on a platform with someone, you know, cutting doing their. Wait, no, what don't be his? Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, his cuts are like really, really long. Um, mm-hmm. But for this movie, he literally cuts in and he talks for like two minutes and then oh, okay. he's gone because okay. it's such a good movie that yeah. you, like you have to pay attention. But right. Like, it's so good that, Megan, like, I want to watch it with you because I want to see your reactions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking intrigued as shit. I know. Right? I'm very, yeah. very intrigued. I'm and really... don't, I guess, watch it now because don't wait for the Hollywood fucking shine yeah. over. Oh, it's that's what so, I was just thinking. Yeah. It's so good. Like, I was talking to my cat, like, at the end of the movie. Like, I was like, oh, my God, like, that's why. And I was like, Megan, like, I have to watch you watch that movie. <laughs> I'm excited. I can't wow. remember the last time a movie made me feel that way. Like, I'm trying to think of a movie other than, like, The Sixth Sense that I watched when I was, I don't know, nine. That mm. gave me that, like, vibe of, oh, like, uh, Martyrs. The end yeah. of Martyrs kind of gave me that. Oh, you guys just wait. I felt, I felt like that when that guy was passing through the fucking jail cell last night when I was watching Wishmaster 2. <laughs> oh, yeah. When he was getting smushed through, I was like, I actually was like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's so I'm like good. by myself, like saying, like, wh- like, holy shit, that was fucking the, cool. That's what the movie does to you. Mm-hmm. The second, the second Wishmaster, I just love the the like the one liners. Like he's in a jail, yeah. you know what I, I mean, with like a bunch of these like fucking tough guys, and he just like spits off these one liners, and they're so funny. Like, and, the and he says it like to- completely face. deadpan, yeah, like, but like that that creepy little like. But he's got, like, a smile. smile. Like, he's just, like, hey. yeah. like, in a jail with a bunch of, like, fucking ruffians. Right? I know, and, right? Oh, man. And he just wants them to get to get them to make a fucking wish. And that casino yeah. scene, too, actually had some good moments as well. Oh, we're, like, the, like Yeah, like, people's, mind. like, guts, like, popping out and, like, yeah, the yeah. cards, like, exploding out of somebody's 
stomach and like chopping people's heads and stuff. It was I, yeah. I think that's why there's so much appeal to like the idea for filmmakers uh, to do like a leprechaun or a wishmaster yeah. mm-hmm. or, you know, like uh warlock, right? Yeah. Like these, like, you can literally come up with the most wild and kooky ways that people's guts are going to come flying mm. out of their mouths or like their eyes are going to pop out. And it's totally. like, it doesn't matter. It's like, it's a, it's a wishing thing. So we can just like, whatever. Like, whatever, we can do whatever we want, you know? The logic exactly. their wishes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you want some chicks, like, her fucking tits and the leprechaun? Like, pew. Remember that scene? Yeah. And they just explode and, like, her <laughs> lips explode, like... That just makes me think of Faust. The only scene that I remember from Faust is when the woman is, like, orgasming to death. Fucking <laughs> 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 Brian Usna, man. Oh, my God. What a precious, what a precious man. I know. Fucking precious. I love it. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, I know. Is there anything else that you guys want to get off your chest? Other than we're still stuck at home in this pandemic? Uh, yeah. You know what? We miss I each do. other. I do. You Here's go, girl. I'm gonna. Something I want to kind of have a conversation about. What is going on with movies that were supposed to have big box office premieres mm. do any of us know what the process has been for that oh for COVID? i know there were some movies that were supposed to come out that mm. you I know you rely on that email. box office release i think i got an email from cineplex that said something about like whatever summer movies that are supposed to be released this year mm-hmm. you'll have the option to like watch them from home. So I'm I'm oh. assuming you could for that ticker price, like just like stream it from your home. Well, that seems well, kind of weird though. That's what we've been doing. But like, like, like to like are going right to TV. I know. Yeah, but like think about like okay, the first one that comes to mind when you're talking about like summer blockbuster was fucking Top Gun. Wasn't that supposed to come Top out this Gun. fucking know, year? Right? In yeah. like July, and they were gonna make it all America and like the fourth of July fucking weekend, Top Gun, fucking yeah. Mavericks back and shit. But like I don't think Tom Cruise is going to go for that. He will, He's going to want theaters. He's going to want money. He's going to yeah. want, you know, like it's, there's a lot riding on that fucking movie. Yeah. It's funny either. because I actually prefer like watching from home because I hate oh, yeah. movie theaters and uh, like, I just hate people. I have to fucking tell somebody to shut up every time I go to the fucking movies. Um, yeah. But Top Gun that is a movie that I would want to watch in theaters. I know, like, and it's going to be really yeah. disappointing. But but yeah. it may end up that, like, uh, like it wouldn't probably work out well for, like, uh, the timing that they were sort of going for. But, like, if they they may end up having to push it back as well, just because yeah. they want that fucking experience. You know, you want to see that shit in the theaters because it's yeah. going to be a big yeah. movie. Speaking well, of yeah, Kilmer, he just released a book. Oh, Kilmer did. Yes. Oh. That would be amazing to read. Yeah. I'm definitely going to get that book. He's a cool guy. I like him. So hot in Willow. Holy fuck. Oh, his long oh, hair. With the long black hair. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Yep. Riding a horse the whole fucking time. Killing, <laughs> smashing his balls on a horse the whole time. I love that. <laughs> I love when they're big and blue and bruised. Yeah. <laughs> You've been riding a horse. You, your balls yeah. smell like... Oh, yeah. Oh, speaking, uh, sorry to change the subject. Speaking of balls that stink. Speaking of balls. <laughs> old man balls. Um, 
Speaking of biographies, I just wanted to tell a really fun story. So I love Bruce Lee and I'm reading Bruce Lee's biography and the mm. way that it was written, you can tell that this person put so much fucking work into this book because it's so detailed. It's like as if this person was there throughout Bruce's life. And he told this story that I was like, have you ever had like a situation when you're reading a book and it actually makes you like drop your jaw? Mm-hmm. This I'm sure at some point. Yeah. Oh my god. Like I was like, holy shit, Bruce Lee was a little shit when he was a kid and when he was a teenager. He used to like bully people and like tease people all the time and like pick fights in the street and stuff like that. Like before he trained with Yip Man, mm-hmm. he was like not philosophical like at all. Like he was totally like a street ruffian. He like started his own gang and everything. And one day he was at school and um a teacher fucking teased him and I think pushed him into a locker or something like that. Ah, And he was like, fuck this, I'm gonna get back at him. So he used to like prank people all the time and this is what he did. He filled a bucket full of shit and piss and waited in a bathroom, in a bathroom stall and waited for this guy to go take a shit like in the He carried him. And Bruce Lee was in the stall right next to him and he fucking pushed the bucket like under the stall into the guy's stall and he looked, he climbed and he like looked over the stall and he was like, mess with me again and this is what happens. And he fucking lit a firecracker and threw it into the bucket and the bucket exploded (laughs) and the guy had like shit explode all over him. That is so much cooler than anything I could think of ever. Well, I thought you know, maybe it was, was just going like, to be a tipped over bucket, but then it exploded. Yeah, like, can oh, you yeah. imagine, like, getting, like, fucking like shit exploded on you? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, Bruce Lee, like, what the fuck? That's You're so vindictive. Fucked like, up. Holy shit. By the way, you, you mentioned Ip Man, fucking, those Ip Man movies that have come out, I think there's a fourth one, they're fucking phenomenal. Oh, fuck all of them. I haven't seen the last one that came out yet, because I think it's fairly new, but... I think They're I really just good. have the first one, mm-hmm. but yeah, like I love, I, I love Kung Fu. I love uh, martial arts movies and I found a really good deal on Bruce Lee's biography on this like cheap website and it was like $7 and it's Fuck so yeah. big and I'm only at the point where he just married Linda mm-hmm. and and, Brand, and she's pregnant with Brandon Lee and it's, uh, it's a very compelling story so far. Hold on, I'm getting drugs. I have a question though. Hold on. Wait, wait that much into it. But you're reading Corey Feldman's book. I am, yeah. I'm reading Corey Feldman's book right now. And uh, today I read like a whole, a a fucking, probably like close to 100 pages. And uh, like, yeah, like it's It's actually very compelling. Yeah, it's very, uh, it's very easy to read. And he's very likable in it. Like he's very humble. Like he realizes that he was a little asshole when he was a kid, you know. I feel so bad for him though. Mm -hmm. Like seriously, after I read that book, like he can be as weird as he wants now. I don't care. Like I loved Corey Feldman when I was a kid. And then recently he's obviously been like off the rails. And I'm like, whatever, I still like him because I had a crush when I was a kid. But then after I read that book, oh my God, after I read that book, I was like, seriously, I feel so bad for him. Like he deserves like everything that he like should get in life. Like, honestly. Yeah. He had a really, really terrible upbringing. His fucking mom was a fucking piece of shit. I feel like there were so few child actors who weren't just completely exploited. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, like he's just part of like, you know, a 
list, like a really long list mm-hmm. yeah. of child actors who were treated the same. You think someone would be treated different than him? Like, I just think that anyone... Yeah. And what makes it even parents are money hungry yeah, yeah. especially what if the parents are like that sad. yeah then yeah. even more sad is like it's not only the film industry it's his own fucking like blood right mm-hmm. exactly. yeah. like the way that he was treated from his mother i was like i related to it and i was just like oh my god it was honestly like watching surviving r kelly like mm-hmm. i right. i felt so bad for those women and like when that's how I felt when I read Corey Feldman's book and uh one day I will meet him and I'll be like I don't care if your music sucks I still love you (laughs) (laughs) however uh Ascension Millennium is a good song I don't care what anybody says (laughs) yeah no it's I'm I'm just getting into it now and it's it's gonna be a really compelling read but and he's also part of the reason why uh actors and musicians and stuff like that there's laws about uh trust funds and and whatnot and it's it's fascinating to me because when I was young I had to do that and it was indirectly because of Corey Feldman um when we signed our contract with Kitty uh you know by law all the courts all the different states the state of New York where we were signed we had to go and stand in front of a judge and have the parents like sign off and uh commit to putting any money that was made into trust funds until we were 18 kind of thing and he wow. also changed the statute of limitations in California for mm. reporting a rape because uh, up until a couple years ago, if your rape happened more than like, let's just say eight months ago, mm. that it's disqualified. So because uh, Corey Feldman, that law is actually changed. And if you were raped 10, 20, 30 years ago, it doesn't matter. You can still report it. Well, yeah, as it should be. And I, th- I find that fascinating as well because... Um, Uh, I actually read I'll Be Gone in the Dark, which is the Golden State Killer book. And before he was murdering people, he was just a serial rapist. And he raped like 60, 70 women. It was a horrible, horrible thing. And up until a certain point, they weren't allowed to, um, you know, to go after him. Obviously, like they didn't catch him until like last year or whatever. But like now. Patton Oswalt's wife. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that was a really incredible book. It's unfortunate that she passed before she actually finished it because there's a point in the book where you can tell that it's like her assistant and a few other people that were very close with her were the ones that finished it. But like up until when she finished, like it was incredible, incredible stuff. That's cool. I'll have to read that. Yeah, it's a really good book. I know I, uh, I finished also Paul Stanley's book in like three days. And I'm biased because he's my favorite member of KISS, but I'll have to say that he makes Peter Chris and Ace Freely and pretty much everybody else in the band <laughs> like idiots. Yeah, I well, feel like, I funny. feel like his book would just be like a, uh, like a, what do you call it? Like just like a journal of partying. That's what I feel like. Oh, yeah. Like, just, I'm shocked that oh, totally he remembers isn't. a lot it of actually, it. You know what? It totally isn't, though. I, I say that, like, uh, that, like, yeah, he rips on, like, the other guys, um, but our like me and Morgan like I have history and like being in a band and like dealing with like um disgruntled members and situations are like uh it it hit home for me um but also that book was really good because he just is seriously such a super inspirational motivational kind of guy uh he's very zen and uh believes that like you know live life to its fullest because life is super short and so let that check your fucking grease up yeah. and fuck as many yeah, bitches man. as you can. 
fucking oh. he's just he's a he's a very kind spirit and one thing that i loved about paul stanley's book is um his wife his second wife like the per the woman that he's married to now uh loves candy so much and she demanded that their wedding have a candy bar and i was like ah! That's fucking god. That's adorable. I know. Did um, but like, here's the most important thing. Did he talk about the Folgers commercial? No, he didn't. What the fuck? I was looking forward to really commercial, and he didn't talk about it. He's like, that's one one thing of all the fucked up things he's probably done in his life. That's one thing he's actually embarrassed about. One day, out of his tell all, right? I'm gonna meet Paul Stanley, and I'm gonna ask him about that commercial. I'm gonna be like, I want to know everything. He talked about fan of the opera for a really long time, but Mm. uh, there's one part where he talks about how Gene went off to start acting in movies, and he was like, kind of, oh. I feel betrayed because like the band is number one, blah, blah, blah. And then Gene's going off to do these movies. And he went to go to one of his uh, premieres and he said, he didn't say what movie it was, but he said that it was very embarrassing. And I, I bet you it's never too young to die. It was, no, 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 no. You know what? I have a feeling it was Runaway. Oh, really? No, because I thought he was good in Runaway, but never too young to die. That's the movie that he was dressed up like fucking Cher. Like, he's dressed up like fucking, uh, what's her name? <laughs> Why would Paul Stanley yeah. be for him for looking like Cher? Paul Stanley looks He like looks him. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? That's so fucking funny. Holy shit. That's awesome. So I fucking right. true. It probably was Never Too Young to Die, so I was like, well, maybe it's Runaway, because that movie, like, but Never Too Young to Die, I've only seen it once, to be honest. I but he's whatever. dressed oh, ridiculously in it. I'm yeah, sure he made money that- Outfit oh yeah, for that sure. Dean wears in Never Too Young to Die is the same outfit that Linda Carter, like Wonder Woman, wore. And it was funny because it popped up on my Pinterest because I look at weird shit. All the time. <laughs> like just the picture of Linda Carter wearing it, and I was yeah. like, "What the drag outfit that Jane Simmons <laughs> never too young." That's <laughs> fucking amazing. And, and, they probably like was. got it at like there's like on you know in Hollywood like in, back in the day in the strip there's like all the like you know stripper like. Shop. Showgirl. Yeah, all cheap, cheap, like yeah. one piece, like yeah. kind of stuff. I bet you like a few people went and shopped. Uh, is off the rack, you know what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was actually thinking about Vegas, just like a midpoint, like, fuck, I wonder what Vegas looks like during COVID. I think that would be bombed up. Yeah. An interesting sight. But also, so speaking of like Hollywood and shit, I put on my Instagram, oh, that we were, oh, I got like imprints on my fucking butt (sighs) of the chair that I'm sitting on. (sighs) Uh, oh, so anyway, ugh. So we watched this show called Hollywood and it has the actor who plays Sheldon in it, who is an incredible fucking actor. And the show is six episodes long, and it is a very uplifting story about two actors, or two actors, a writer and a director, and an actress, like, they're kind of, like, um, their way into Hollywood, but it's more how long, like, um, sexual favors for roles and stuff like that has been going on in Hollywood. Oh, yeah, okay. But the way that they made it was such a brilliant way because you're watching the show about, you know, people forced to do, you know, oral sex on directors or, um, 
managers more so, right? Mm-hmm. Or what do you, agents, sorry, right? And stuff like that. And it's like, but the way that they do it is you don't feel awful after it. You don't feel uncomfortable or like, oh, like I wish I, you know, never watched that before bed or whatever. Like they do it in such a way where it's like after they suck dick, they're like, I, I'm in Hollywood now. Like, whee! Like, let them come off their face. Like, Hollywood! Whee! It's amazing! It's just like... It's, it's I, I did see that pop it. up on Netflix. Oh, you gotta give it a shot. It's such okay. a fun show. It's hey, what's so it called? Holly, just Hollywood. 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 Okay. That's it. They're, I like the acting about, like, the golden era of, of cinema. But, mm-hmm. but it's all about oral sex. The whole show is about... fucking dick. Crazy. Hollywood. <laughs> incredible there's racism in it there's sexism in it there's all sorts of exploitation and everything in all it, the fucked up things in hollywood yeah but it's done in a way where it's filmed on like this set that is oh so 40s you know what i mean oh, yeah. so like mm-hmm. the big sunshine and the musicals and the crisp white mm-hmm. outfits and uniforms and it's just it makes you feel like like just really like cotton candy and rainbows and sunshines and blowjobs and I like it. So, well, that's what life is all about, isn't Fuck it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cotton candy and blowjobs. Yeah. Wow. What well, do you I think, think, guys? Should we wrap it up? Yeah. It's been an action-packed been hour. <laughs> I love, yeah, it's crazy. I love, actually, I do love this, though, because I feel like, well, A, like, I get to see you guys. It's nice to, like, chat and whatever. But, like, I kind of like the unscripted kind of nature of like just having like a chat about hey what'd you watch you know and then see where our conversations go like a a lot of times when we do the podcast I mean it's still unscripted we don't fucking write down the crazy shit that we say but it it does kind of have a you know let's talk about this person let's talk about this person and I I like this we are like normal conversations when we're hanging out (laughs) yeah exactly it's fucking awesome so y'all are getting one at home so we have no pants on yeah exactly does it look like I'm not wearing any pants <laughs> fuck it. Pants <laughs> right? Who fucking needs pants? Gymnastics. <laughs> fuck yeah. Quarantine pants. Awesome. Well, Whoa. I guess uh thanks for everybody for listening. Rock and or roll. Woohoo. Um, thanks guys. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. We'll try to do this as much as possible while everybody's still Locked up, stay safe, wear your mask, wash your fucking hands, you dirty Where's bitches. Wear sunscreen. Yeah, that yeah. too. I started having to do that. I burnt, I had a really bad burn. Yeah, for pasty goths. Yeah. Your hats, I have, have goth block. Yeah, so do I goth block. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that term. All right, cheers, guys. Right. Cheers, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Cheers.